0: In the red corner, a calorie deficit is harmful and will lead to disordered eating behaviours. It's so far away from the more intuitive type of eating we should all be aiming for. In the blue corner, a calorie deficit is a really useful way of achieving real and lasting weight loss and can actually improve your relationship with food. Today, we're diving headfirst into a topic that's been sparking debates for years, the calorie conundrum. Stay tuned for a bit of a tussle. Hi, I'm Sarah Butler. Over 17 years working in the diet industry and over 40 years of my own binge eating and weight struggles taught me that there had to be another way so I created it. I now live slimmer, happier and eating exactly what I want and in this podcast I share the other way with you. The other way to work with your body and your mind rather than against them so that you get to create real and lasting change all from the inside out. Ready for a life less dieted? Let's go. Hey, hey, it's Sarah here and welcome back to the Slim, Happy and Eating podcast. Have you ever wondered whether counting calories can do more harm than good? Well, in this episode, you're in for a treat as we unravel the truth behind the myths. I'll be challenging the misconceptions about calorie counting and calorie deficits, and I'll be giving you a really great strategy that no one else, that I know of anyway, is talking much about. The thing is, if you're carrying extra weight and you're unhappy about that, then the chances are you've already been eating in a in a not-so-useful way. And hey, I'm speaking as someone who was overweight as a result of very disordered eating behaviours. And in the solutions that I sought out, I'd swing from kind of extreme to extreme. So sometimes I'd put my desire to heal my relationship with food on the back burner in the name of losing weight first. So what I'd say to myself is, yes, I need to sort out my eating. Yes, I need to stop emotional eating. But I'll go and lose weight first. I'll get to my goal weight. I'll get slim and then I'll tackle that. And what I'd do is I'd eat a ridiculously low amount of calories, you know, between 800, 1000 calories a day more often than not. And when I couldn't stick to that, or when the weight I'd lose inevitably found me again, how rude, then I'd go in a complete opposite direction. Yes, deep down I still wanted to lose weight, but I'd put my need to heal my relationship with food first and just hope that if I solved that, then I'd wake up one day and my body would be at its happy weight. And one of the problems, isn't it, is that there's just so much conflicting information out there. And one theory that I've seen on social media in the last week or so quite a few times is this idea that calorie counting or being in a calorie deficit is really harmful and will lead to disordered eating behaviours. Now, obviously, no one has to lose weight. If you're happy with you at whatever weight you are, then that is just the perfect place to be. But I wasn't happy. And it really wasn't just an ego thing. When I'm over a certain weight, basically, I feel crappy. You know, my knees hurt, my hips hurt, my back aches. I can't move in the way I want to move. Mentally, I feel like I'm almost in a fog. You know, I can wake up every morning feeling like I've got a hangover when I haven't even had a drink. I'm just not happy in myself when I'm carrying too much extra weight and that has a ripple effect out to all areas of my life. So I wanted to lose weight. Now, the truth is, if you want to lose weight but you don't want to go into a calorie deficit, then, then Houston, we have a problem. Anyone who has ever lost weight has had to have been in a calorie deficit Whether they knew it or not, whether it was an accident, whether they calorie counted or not, whether they called it something else like fasting or intuitive eating, whatever. You have to eat less calories than you burn to let go of weight. I think sometimes people possibly get mixed up with the terms calorie deficit and the term calorie counting. So let's clear that up quickly. So calorie counting is just pure maths. A calorie is just a unit of energy and 99% of everything we eat and drink contains calories. And all that calorie counting is, is knowing or having an awareness of how many calories are in the things that we've chosen to eat and then counting them up at the end of a period of time. So usually a day or a week. So that's all that calorie counting is. A calorie deficit is just one of the three energy balances that you could possibly be in at any given time. So there are three energy balances, a calorie surplus, an equilibrium or a calorie deficit. If you take in more calories or whether you eat more calories or energy than you burn over a period of time, then you'll be in what's called a calorie surplus. And all that means is there's more energy knocking about your body than the body needs to use. And what the body will do then is convert that energy into body fat and it'll store it around your body. And that's when the scales start going up. If you eat the same amount of calories that you burn, you're in equilibrium and you won't gain or lose weight. And if you eat less calories than your body needs to burn then you'll be in a calorie deficit. And what that means is your body will have to look around for where else it can get that energy. And what it dips into is the energy stores that you have around your body. So the excess energy that you've already converted to body fat. All of those three balances are quite normal and natural at certain times. So when there were periods of feast or famine, for example, our clever body's ability to store energy and use it at a later date came in very handy. Now, luckily, for most of us, famine and a true lack of food is a thing of the past. Although, you know, sadly, it's still evident in some parts of the world. But you can still see energy balances being put to really good use in nature, for example. So, animals that have to hunt or animals that hibernate. You know, hibernating animals, they have the time of their lives in spring and summer, they go to town and feed themselves up. And then in autumn and winter, when they go to sleep, you know, they might not eat for months and months and months, but they don't die because they're able to tap into those energy stores that they've built up for themselves. And I just caught something on telly yesterday afternoon about deer in Norfolk and what they do in rutting season, they don't eat for, I think it was about five or six weeks. So, before rutting season, they feed themselves up in preparation. So, this idea of using the three energy balances, you know, it it isn't anything new. It's not a fad. And we can put the body's ability to use energy balances to really good use. You have to eat less calories than you burn to be in a calorie deficit. And you have to be in a calorie deficit to let go of weight. Now... Let's look at some of the myths. Can you use a calorie deficit in a way that causes more harm than good? Absolutely. How? By becoming obsessed with the numbers. By micromanaging every single calorie. By letting the numbers you've eaten in a day mean something negative about you. By letting how many calories you've chosen to eat affect your emotions in a negative way by letting calories negatively affect what brings you joy in life, like totally altering your social life. In short, use a calorie deficit in an unuseful way and it can mess with your head, freak out your nervous system and emotionally it'll be a roller coaster. Secondly, can you use a calorie deficit in a way that will cause you to overeat and probably regain any weight you lose? Yep, by going too low. Because under eating leads to overeating. I'm going to repeat that one, it's an important one. Undereating leads to overeating. If you go too low in terms of the energy that you take in, you have to kind of white knuckle it through the day. We know this, don't we? We've all been there. You'll be hungry, so you'll be physically uncomfortable, and the changes you've imposed on yourself will be huge, so you'll be emotionally uncomfortable too. So you might be feeling deprived, fed up, you have to rely on willpower. And we can only rely on willpower for so long before we snap. Just like a taut elastic band. And just like an elastic band, when it snaps, boy does it snap. And what do we do when we snap on a diet? Well, we go completely the other way. Head face into the fridge and eat about 4,700 calories in about 20 minutes. But there is a kinder way of doing this, gradually but permanently. Yes, there is, by going into a calorie deficit just big enough to get that needle moving on the scale, i.e. so that we let go of weight, but not so big that it leaves us hungry, unsatisfied and fed up. That way of using this natural state of being in a calorie deficit, that way builds up momentum, self-confidence, self-belief... It's just easier, and because it's easier, it's not something that you have to use willpower to get through. Now, there's there's also something that not a lot of people talk about, and there's the, it's this undercurrent that weight loss or wanting to lose weight, actively doing things to lose weight, it's almost viewed as a little bit, a little bit shady. Maybe a little bit vain. You know, a lot of people roll their eyes at it. When they hear that someone's on a diet or wants to lose weight, they kind of roll their eyes. Whereas, wanting to heal your relationship with food, wanting to become an intuitive eater, well, that's kind of okay. That's honourable and worthwhile. I say that the two can go hand in hand. In fact, in my experience, the two are most effective when worked on together, when they're in a dance with each other. And, of course, the ultimate outcome is to eat intuitively the majority of the time. What do I mean by that? Well, eating intuitively is to eat when you're physically hungry and stop eating when your body has had enough. And it's knowing what to eat so that the body gets what it wants and needs to feel well and satisfied and energised. And what I know to be true is that a lack of weight loss gets in the way of many people trying to seek out a better relationship with food if they purely go down the intuitive eating route. You know, Becoming an intuitive eater, it can, it can take time. It can take quite a lot of time to reverse the beliefs and the habits around food that have built up over the years. And what that can do is trigger doubt and even a little bit of panic in people. I've seen, I've seen people's confidence and belief in themselves be knocked when they didn't see enough external progress on the scales just from intuitive eating. And what happens is they begin to doubt whether they can ever do it whether it will ever work for them. And so what they do is panic and go back to traditional dieting as a result. And we all know how that ends up. It's far, far better to find a gentle, useful way to get that needle moving on the scale, to build up confidence and trust and belief and then, and then, work on the mindset and the emotional barriers to intuitive eating from a far calmer, happier, open and receptive place. So, being in a small but effective calorie deficit can be a gorgeous gateway to a better relationship with yourself and with food. So, back to calories. Do you need to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight? Absolutely, 100%. Do you have to calorie count to be in a calorie deficit? No, not necessarily. But is calorie tracking useful to make sure you're in enough of a deficit so that you see results, but not so big a deficit to cause you unnecessarily problems? 100%, as long as it's done mindfully so that it builds up an awareness, not an obsession. And the final myth, that this will become a life sentence. Do you have to count calories forever? The answer is absolutely no. It's not forever. Go into this wholeheartedly. Get the right support. Track calories in a really useful way, really well short term, and you will become the expert on you. You'll be able to tap into knowing what your body really needs, not what your head just fancies in a fleeting moment. And practice and embody this, and you'll be able to, like eyeball portion sizes and know what portions are right for you just by looking at them, not by having to count. And that, my friends, is your better relationship with food right there. So, if you've always wanted to sort your eating out, whatever that looks like for you, but you've been putting it on the back burner until you lose weight, know this. The two things aren't mutually exclusive. You can do both. In fact, it's a much better strategy to do both. It's all about the how. And make this easy on yourself. I help people with all of this inside my Slim Happy and Eating Club. It's where weight loss and eating better come together beautifully. The doors are open, and it's a, a lovely, low cost but really supportive option for people who have become disillusioned with dieting and yet they still want to let go of weight. So, I'll pop the link to all the details in the show notes, or you can go and find out about it, you know, on the usual social media channels. Just search for The Other Way with Sarah, and it's Sarah without an H. Now, any questions, any aha moments, any light bulb moments, I'd love to hear them. So message me if you've got any of those. And until next time, love yourself lots.